from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. That's where you're tuning in live on internet streaming radio and internet streaming video. You're here with us inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. You can see it on Facebook Live, facebook.com backslash live now DT. So whether you're watching and listening or listening in on our internet streaming radio, we thank you so much for it. This man breaks the internet every time he comes on the broadcast, and we always see a jump. So I don't know what he's doing. Must be doing something right. I mean, I think he's a pretty good guy, but the uh, the world seems to think so as well, and, and that's an amazing thing. You know, I, I would like to like to say before we, we bring him on to the broadcast, and I know that he is always humble about this, but Enrico Mastriani in, in four seasons at Marywood has done an absolutely tremendous job. And as we step into season number five, coming off of a record-setting year and a very positive year for what Marywood's been able to do, is 17 wins and seeing that steady, that steady increase, as well as the fact of getting a playoff victory in the ECAC and everything Marywood has been able to do this past season with men's basketball is something great to build upon. And I've gotten to see this team over almost two decades so I can speak to the fact that Enrico has done an, an absolutely tremendous job to build up to this program and make it something special and unique. But above all of that, he has been a tremendous human being. He's lived by his word. He finally got me some gear. He finally set me up and took care of me there. And he has, he has been nothing but a, a consummate professional and, and somebody that I've been able to put a lot of trust in and a lot of faith in and see the dividends of that. So in a world we live in today where... It's hard to have that faith and have that trust. He's one of those people that I, I feel like, you know, uh, I invested in Enrico. He invested in me, and, and I could speak on my end of it. I feel like my investment has definitely paid off. So with that being said, I'm going to bring him on to the broadcast. Mr. Mastriani, how are we doing today? I'm well, Dan. How are you? I'm doing very well. So a- any words today? You're so humble, but I gave you all these positives. Say something about it, Enrico. We think you're a good person over here. <laughs> As always, you're too kind, man. I, I appreciate that. I, I definitely appreciate our our relationship and our, our working relationship together. And uh, you know, as as you've alluded to over the years, we've gotten to know each other a little bit. Uh, you know, partnerships in in, in business and in in uh, I guess you would say media become friendships. And uh, you know, no short of that, we're friends. And uh, I appreciate you know your support of our program. Your continued. Um, you know, promotion of us and, and of what we do here at Marywood and all athletics teams and, and the university in general, obviously very proud alum. We, we appreciate that and, and love having you back for our events. Yeah, you know, it, it's been a true honor for me to be a part of, of everything that you're doing. And we're going to get to the tip off dinner in just a little bit. But, you know, Enrico, as you step into year number five, first and foremost, can you believe that it's it's year number five already? Flies by. You know, it's uh, they say time flies when you're having fun. It's uh, it's been <laughs> it's been fun at times. At times it hasn't, but it definitely has flown by. And you know what can you say you've learned from the the four years at Marywood? What have what have been maybe the biggest takeaways up to this point? Uh, I think 
you know, I've learned patience. Uh, that's the, that's been the biggest thing. We we came in, you know, five years ago and and thought, you know, we were going to turn everything around in, in one night and and make a championship program overnight. But you know, as as coaches, we have to you know we have to know better than that. And and I had to learn that kind of the hard way. Uh, first couple of years, we we really we weren't ready to compete. You know, we had to learn how to win. We had to get the right kind of you know, people, culture built in this program. And I think once we started to do that, we started to see the return on our investment there. And um, the guys that are with us now, obviously, I, I mean, our seniors now were part of our last losing season, you know, and, and uh, I hope that that's the last losing season that we have for a long time, um, you know, and, and those guys having tasted that and how bad that is, uh, I know that they don't want to go back to that again. No, you know, and that's the thing, like you said, your seniors have, have been a part of that last losing season. What has it, you know, meant to you as the head coach of this team taking over? And, and obviously, you know, the, the team had a head coach that it had been in for a while. And then, uh, you know, someone right before you that was only there for a, a very short stint. So for you to take over this program and to try and create something out of this program, you know, and, and to build it up. You know, you didn't really have a lot to go off of, especially with somebody spending such a, a short amount of time in there. So what was it like to, to take over a program that, you know, really didn't, you know, we talk about faith and we talk about trust. There there wasn't maybe a lot of that when they had a coach kind of come in and, and leave so quickly. So what was it like to take over something like that? Well, we've talked about it in the past. I mean, it's always, yeah. you know, it's unsettling when you're taking over you know, with somebody else's program. And, and I think it was unsettling for the players that were here. There was a long lapse in time from when their previous coach left before I was hired. And, you know, they didn't really have any loyalty to anything but each other. And, you know, to come in that first year, it was a little, uh, there was a trust factor that had to be established. Um, like I said, a culture issue. Uh, you know, maybe some of the things that I was teaching were different from what they had learned in the past. So, the adjustment period was real. Um, we got through that probably, I would say, in the first couple months. You know, at, at a certain point in time, it becomes your team. The the real issue is which one. You know, which group of guys are going to go on forward with you, and which ones are not. And and we kind of you know evaluated that as it went on, and and still into year two, that kind of shuffled out a little bit. I mean, it was there was a little bit of carryover still in year two until we finally got it to be our program, our guys, and and now there's no doubt about it. These guys are all here for the specific reason that we recruited them to be here, to come in and help us hang a banner. And when you see, like you had mentioned, the fact that, you know, your senior class, your guys now that are coming to the end of their time at Marywood, they were a part of the last losing season and they've been able to evolve, you know, with this program and, and be a part of history, you know, and, and, and God willing, this continues on for, for you and the team, you know, they're going to, they're going to be the end of, of that era that, that obviously they wanted to end. What, what have you seen from the guys that have been through this all? Because this has got to be pretty special for them to be able to, you know, say that they were a part of that last losing season. But since then, you know, it's getting farther and farther in the past. Well, I try to remind the guys every day, you know, you're all part of something. And, and no matter what your impact is on it, no matter how many minutes you play, games you play, start, et cetera, whatever points you score, 
none of that really matters. What matters in the end is that you could say you left as one of the winningest players in program history. And, uh, you know, our, our junior class that came in as freshmen, I mean, they won 15 games in year one, 17 in year two. Now we're going into year three. You know, that class now you know, will surpass the one that's about to graduate, hopefully, and say we won more games than any other group in history, you know, and so yeah. I, I think it's about legacy, I think it's about, you know, what you leave behind you're, you're coming in, uh, we always tell kids when, with the recruiting process, you're coming in as a freshman, you're you're a raw lump of clay, and our job is to kind of sculpt you out, and mold you out over four years, and, and when you leave in four years, you know, you're going to be that fine-tuned, polished piece that we want to put out there on display and so uh, if every year everybody's getting better working harder fine-tuning their game their skills and and we're doing our job in recruiting then you know success is inevitable and uh you know i i say that tongue-in-cheek because i'm (laughs) obviously concerned Mm -hmm. about this season ahead you know we, we certainly lost quite a bit of our our uh you know, load of our scoring and, and uh, leadership. So that's going to be tough to overcome. But I know our guys that are here with us right now are ready to work and looking forward to getting back after it again. That coming here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora from Enrico Mastriani once again inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. Find what fits you on 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York, and Mon Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory bringing you what's popping. That first thing that we have on today's broadcast for October 29th is Enrico Mastriani live with us here for Marywood men's basketball. You talk about losing leadership and losing scoring. Just what you could say to people that maybe don't know out there, you know, what you're losing. And then secondly, uh, what you believe, you know, who you believe can step up and maybe fill in some of those gaps in leadership and in scoring and whatnot. Yeah, we obviously lost, uh, you know, two of the greatest players ever in Marywood basketball history. Um, Thomas Schwartz, third all-time leading scorer, um, led, I think, uh, career defensive rebounds, uh, you know, all kinds of individual season records. Jeremy Ringland, um, all-time leading shot blocker in Marywood history, second all-time leading scorer. Uh, you know, both guys were captains. Both guys were leaders. Both guys were involved in the community. Both guys were 3.5 or better GPA. I mean, they were just stellar student athletes, guys that were role models for our program, uh, guys that, you know, set the bar really, really high for these guys behind them to follow. Uh, so it is a tall task to ask anybody to come in and fill in those shoes. But I, I do believe we have guys in place that can do it. Um, you know, our, our point guard, Donovan Catchings, is, is going to be starting – point guard for us for his third consecutive year he started as a freshman point guard which is hard to do in this conference and you know he's been uh, more than formidable he's been one of the best point guards in the league and I expect nothing less this year he'll continue on that path uh, one thing that we would need from Don and, and we talked to him quite a bit about it is a little bit more uh, you know knows for scoring uh he's been a great distributor uh, but you know definitely we need him to produce a little bit more around the rim and, and at the free throw line and i think he's prepared for that he's gearing towards that um jack de groot is another junior who will uh pick up a lot of the scoring he's been kind of waiting in the wings uh i think you know we thought when we brought him in he was a 1100 point score in high school uh we anticipated that this would happen that you know one day tip would graduate and he would have to kind of take up the load a little bit and uh he's been prepared to do that but he doesn't have to do it alone and he knows that 
you know, his his uh, quad mates, we call them. The guys came in as freshmen together. Uh, Joey Monahan, Adam Busada, those guys are, you know, definitely ready to step in too and, and fill in in that in that front court. Yeah, uh, get some scoring in the front court. Um, and then we have you know Zach Tinkham, senior who started 19 games last year. Uh, he's a captain this year. We named him captain, and uh, you know he's a he's a steady guy. He's always going to be there for us defensively and. You know, when he's open, he's going to knock down shots. Um, the one one person, you know, senior that we didn't talk about was Tom DeFilippo. Tom is is a senior that, you know, has been up and down throughout his career in terms of minutes and opportunities. But this year we're hopeful that he's going to step into a role where he's going to be a, more of an offensive threat for us. And uh, so far, you know, he seems to be embracing that role. That coming from Enrico Mastriani here this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Enrico, for you, for Marywood, you know, as, as we talk about stepping into year number five and this opportunity for you to continue to build on success and, you know, a lot of those names that you're talking about, you know, obviously you and I have, have spoken about and, and when I came and got to uh, reprise my role on MU court side, you know, had, had an opportunity to see these young men and, and see what they're made of and what they can do and whatnot. Uh, so talk about Marywood as a whole. What changes are you seeing that have been positive? What are you seeing, you know, campus-wise that have, that have been good? I know that the website's, you know, been updated. I know that communications, Communication Arts has gotten an upgrade and whatnot. You know, what are you seeing around campus that maybe you get excited about when you're driving onto campus in the morning? Yeah, I, I think everything has been upgraded over the years that I've been here now. You know, like you said, Dan, going into year five, you see constant improvements. Uh, the campus has started to embrace the athletic culture. Um, you drive around campus, you see our athletic flags, our logo flying around. Um, you know, you talk with, with marketing and admissions, and they're trying to centralize their uh, recruitment efforts around athletics. Um, we have a new athletic director here who, uh, you know, is trying to, not rebrand, but emphasize our brand and really spruce it up a bit. And I know that those changes are coming, and that's been a really exciting change for us, for our for our department. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things. Investment in athletics is, is coming. It's It's been here, but it's going to look to be enhanced, I would say, over the next couple of years. And, uh, you know, whether it's big projects or little projects, the focus is on improvement and the focus is on growth. And I think that's the most important thing for us as as coaches, as student athletes, um, recruits, etc., you want to know that those programs are being invested in, and there's no shortage of investment here in our programs. You know, and, and having that, having that opportunity for Marywood University as you go forward, you got an opportunity this weekend on Saturday, November second, with your annual tip-off dinner, which features Marywood men's basketball and Marywood women's basketball. Just what you could tell everybody about that. There's a lot to get into about this tip-off dinner, but just what you can say about, you know, why you have it and the importance of it as we head into this season. Yeah, the tip-off dinner year after year becomes a great event, uh, becomes a better event year after year. It, it's uh, it's a way to celebrate the end of the preseason uh to honor our guys and our coaches for all the work that they've put into the preseason, all the effort that they've made. Um, but it's also a, a great 
uh, you know, celebration to the start of a season. Um, we want our friends and family to come around, our alumni to come back around and, and really help us kick off the season the right way and, and let our guys know and, and, and ladies that, uh, you know, there's a lot of support behind them, that, that people care about whether they're successful or not, that people care about what they're doing to try to help grow this program and, and grow the brand. And, uh, you know, it is a major fundraising event for us, which, you know, unfortunately that's part of – Division three, we have to do that. You know, we have to charge admission and, and hopefully turn a profit a little bit on this dinner. But the, the ultimate goal for it and the reason for it is to try to help build the guys and girls up and, and let them know that there's people that are in their corner, want to see them win, want to see them be great, and are willing to put their time and their, their money on the line to try to help them do it. And, and for you to, to have this and to have the opportunity to bring both teams together, just what that means to you to have the women's and men's basketball team in a unified effort at an event like this for the tip-off dinner? It's awesome, honestly. I, you know, year one, I did this, uh, you know, just for our men's team. Um, it was something that our women's coach at the time wasn't familiar with, maybe wasn't comfortable with. It was a men's basketball-only event. We kind of put it together last minute. We didn't really have a lot of time to plan. As I mentioned, got hired late, you know, mid-September. And so to try to roll it all together for that first weekend in November was really hard. Uh, but we pulled it off, and we had a successful event. And then moving forward, we talked, you know, the coaches talked, and, and we said, you know, this would be a good event if we could do it together. If you guys want to jump in, let's do it. Let's figure it out. And now here we are, fifth consecutive year that this dinner is happening, fourth combined with men and women. And uh, it, it's been great. I mean, they bring a wonderful element to it where, you know, obviously guys sometimes can be a little too cool for school, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the girls kind of lighten the mood a little bit and, and they, they make it fun and, and they make it energetic. And, and, uh, you know, sometimes they do some performances that are a little bit, uh, comical together, the teams sometimes separately, but either way, the, the point of the whole thing is just to have fun, enjoy the moment. Uh, you know, this might be the last time we can get together like this until next year at this time. And so we want to make the most of those opportunities to be together. And for you to welcome in, I mean, in the time that you've been at Marywood, kind of interesting for you as you step into year number five that you had Tara Machaco on the other side for women's basketball, then you had Gabby Holko, now Jen Carlton. So you've seen some change on the other side there. What can you say about Jen, you know, maybe the first meeting with her, first impressions of Jen as she steps into as the women's basketball head coach? Yeah, Jen's been great. I mean, we've had you know, very limited time together, but the time that we have had together has been, uh, has been fun. It's been good. I mean, she's very communicative. She's very helpful. She wants to get involved. Um, you know, she kind of jumped in all, you know, all in two feet in and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's tough because the timing of it again has been tough with her trying to get her team ready. So we've leaned on each other when we needed to, we haven't had, you know, as much time to do that yet. But I, I imagine that in the coming weeks that'll happen quite a bit more. Um, you know, we're we're going to get started with these bus trips and rolling on the road together. So I'm sure we won't have any choice but to spend a lot more time <laughs> together and get to know each other better. And what can you say about the first impression with her coming in? She's she's been great. I think she's going to kill it. I think she's uh, she's got the girls excited about the season. Uh, every you know the women's players 
I, I pass by them. They seem energetic. They seem excited. They seem ready to go. Um, they're always smiling. You know, obviously we haven't won or lost any games yet, so everybody's going to change that attitude at some point in time. But hopefully, they stay they stay up and and excited for the year. That coming from Enrico Mastriani here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Marywood University men's basketball head coach Enrico. You gave me an opportunity a couple of years ago to be a part of this tip-off dinner and you know it was one of the greatest honors of my life to be a keynote speaker this year you have somebody who I am familiar with and when I was sitting in my MU courtside chair was broadcasting and speaking about this man on radio and and on and on uh, television as well so I am ecstatic that you reached out and got Duran Dickerson who graduated in 2005 just what you could say about Duran why you know you, you he was chosen as a keynote speaker and just your overall take on him well, Duran's got uh, you know kind of a unique story, and I I can't wait for everyone to hear it. I, I think he's uh, he's definitely like you, Dan, in the sense that he's a Marywood through and through guy. Um, you know, we know for a fact that he he loves our program, he loves the school, he loves the university, he loves what it gave to him, what what it offered to him as a student athlete. Um, and I think sometimes as a student athlete, you know, there are things that you don't always understand while you're in the moment and it seems to me that his story and i I may be wrong i I can't wait to hear what he has to say on saturday night but i think his story is going to be more about you know how he learned from his collegiate career after graduation you know and and the things that he thought he knew that he found out better afterwards and um you know he's just got a real appreciation for marywood and and for basketball and and uh about what we're doing up here and he's had he's had some accolades in his career um you know he's done some great things as a player but i think what's most important to him now is what he's doing in his personal life and and his family's continuously growing and they're they're living in the harrisburg area and they're just they're doing uh you know great things together as a family yeah, absolutely. So we're looking forward to that. Looking forward to Duran coming out and speaking and, and having some fun and, and obviously bringing that personality that I know that he has. So there's a lot of a lot of positives with that. Uh, you you gave me an opportunity that that I do want to. I said something about it earlier on in the show, but you know I want to I want to thank you for and I know that you will defer it and push it off as you always do, staying the humble person that you are. But uh, I you know there was no live broadcast separate of you know it was a dinner it's a fundraiser you're trying to raise money for the women's team and the men's team you have a keynote speaker you know but but really that was the setup was you you know you pay for your ticket you come in you support the program you sit down you have dinner you mingle you listen to the keynote speaker you have some fun everybody takes a picture you head off and you added another element to it this year with the opportunity for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, the show that you're all listening and watching right now, to be on site, on location with your team as well as with Jen's team about the 2019-20 season. Just what you could say about the idea, the expectation, and and the opportunity to to do something in addition to what you already do for the tip-off dinner. Yeah, I thought it was a... I mean, Jen and I obviously conversed on it. We thought it would be a great idea to do something, uh, you know, of a Q&A. And actually, I think the idea came from our athletic director who said, you know, I wonder if you could try to handle it almost like a media day. And, you know, we don't have a media day, true media day, like they do in the Division One world. And, yeah. you know, so this was a sense of, uh, yeah, you know what? People don't really know the inside and out of, of our program. They see what they see on social media. They hear what they hear from you know, their, their sons or daughters, um, you know, and word spreads and hopefully you're spreading a positive 
vibe out there. But to actually have an audience that's captive, that cares about your success, wants to hear what you have to say, yeah. uh, to be in that kind of form, that kind of environment where someone who is well-versed in the profession, obviously, that you know does this for a living, to come in and actually conduct this type of interview, I, I really thought, you know what, that there wouldn't be anybody better to do it than you. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we, we went with that route. We thought it would be a great idea and you were gracious enough to accept it. And we're grateful for that. Um, you know, next year, who knows, who knows what we'll come up with next year. I think, you know, that's the beauty of this program. It's the beauty of the dinner is that every year there's a chance. There's an element of surprise. Uh, we might shift it. We might change it. We might make it, uh, tweak it a little bit here and there, but the, the, the most important part of it is that we're all together and we're all supporting the same cause. Absolutely, and and it's funny that you say that about you know the the media day and whatnot because you know I experienced this with the American Athletic and the ACC that you know they do have these sit down on stage and the American Athletic Conference, the ACC, both do a tremendous job and and you know the the um, the American Athletic the way that they do it sounds most similar to what you're looking to do and, and what you're trying to do and to essentially you know create a media day and to have that information go out there that you want to go out there. So, you know, a true honor. I, I mean, I, I honestly don't know how to thank you. I, I know that you said, you know, because I, you know, I got a game and I got a live show that we're doing up here in Syracuse and then I'm driving uh, immediately from there. And, and I know that you said, ah, you know, think about it, sleep on it. I told you no, then you made me do it, and then I called you up and told you the same answer I had before, which was yes. So, <laughs> I know you had a lot on your plate, Dan, so I didn't want to put any added pressure on you, but I, I do appreciate you taking the time to do it for us. And like I said, I don't think there would have been anybody else that could do it right, you know, especially the first time out. Uh, so we're grateful to have you there. Oh, there's nothing like Marywood University, and that's how it is. So, Enrico, before I let you go here, mission statement for this year's team. I know you want to win games. I know that that's something that's important to every single coach. But, you know, just what you can say maybe as as a statement, as something that, you know, moves you this year, moves the team. I know you're using the hashtag brick by brick, so I didn't know if it would maybe be that. But just what your overall sense is, and maybe if you could put it into a few words. Yeah, I think that you hit it on the head, the brick by brick, that's our hashtag, and, and that's kind of what we're focused on. I, I think whenever you have a, a culmination of success like we did last year, you know, we we certainly didn't reach the goals that we wanted to reach. We wanted to get a conference championship. We wanted to hang a banner, you know, playing the NCAA tournament. There was a lot of things we didn't accomplish, but we're not, uh, you know, we're not arrogant. We're humble. We understand that we have to start over. Um, yeah. You know, we have we have a new team, a new program, uh, a lot of a lot of carryover guys, but still, there's an influx of new talent that, you know, has to learn what we do, has to learn our culture, has to learn our our style. So, so really, in a sense, brick by brick, we we tell the guys, in order to be successful at the top, we have to lay a great foundation, and so we're doing that one brick at a time. And you know, if we're getting better every day, if we're working hard towards a goal every day, everybody on the team wants to win a conference championship. I mean, there's no doubt about that. We talk about it every day. Um, um, but talking about it and doing the things that take, you know, put you on the path to that are very different. And so 
you know, we have to make sure that we're taking the right steps every day. We're doing the right things as a program, each individual player, but then us collectively as a group have to do the right thing every day. And so whenever the guys are, you know, feeling a little sluggish or, or a little bit lax in practice, we got to rein them back in a little bit. Whenever, you know, we're slipping up with study hall, if that ever happens, we, we've got to rein them in a bit because, you know, we want to make sure that they understand it's not just about the wins and losses to get better as a program or continue on the path that we've been on. It's more than basketball. And uh, we're doing a lot of community service work right now. Uh, there's a daycare here on campus, Frashoni Daycare Center, and, and our guys go over twice a week and read to the kids. Um, you know, it's in the middle of classes for a lot of them. It's a jam-packed day, and you know what? It doesn't matter. I mean, they're they're all for it. They want to do it. They want to be involved in the community. They want to help out those around them. And so, you know, it's not just about basketball. We're about building a full program here, making things right on uh, multiple levels. That coming from the Marywood University Pacers men's basketball head coach Enrico Mastriani. Enrico, in closing, I'm not letting you out of this one alive with this. We're rapid firing. I'm going to give you two, and you're going to give me two. That's right. It's happening. So I think this is the stuff that people love the most. So I got two for you. You'll have to come up with two for me. These are in the moment. So I have no idea what Enrico's going to say. He has no idea what I'm going to say. I have not even thought about this yet. <laughs> Good. I really should know better than this, but I have not thought about it. Yeah, well, you're on the spot now. So, Enrico, my first question for you is, it's a two-part question. If you were running for the President of the United States in 2020, what would be your mission statement? What would be the thing that you, you know, what would be that tagline, I should call it? What would be your tagline that you would put on everything? And then secondly, what are the first three things you would do in office? Uh, the tagline would be, uh, you know, to coin a phrase from the Beatles, come together right now. <laughs> right. Um, I think that's the first and foremost thing is just uh, we got to come together. we got to put our efforts together. Um, you know, whatever side of the coin you fall on doesn't matter. But, you know, in the end, it's about us. It's, it's just like coaching a team. I mean, you know, we all have different beliefs. We all have different interests. But the common goal has to be the purpose. And, and we haven't uh, – I don't think we've seen enough of that in uh, in Washington. So I'm hoping that that will happen in 2020. Um the uh, the three things I think, you know, I'm not a very political guy, Dan. Honestly, I, I you know I don't know what the agendas of the candidates are, but I would say, you know, for me, I, I think, uh, you know, the healthcare situation thing has to get figured out. It feels like we keep flipping back and forth, and and I don't think we've gained any ground in doing that. Uh, I think you know we have to talk about our assets as a country and where we're investing our, our resources and, and whether or not it's sensible to be doing the things that we're doing with our money. Um, you know, and I, I think, uh, it may be an elephant in the room for some, but I I'm confused by why in late October, early November, we're in 60 degree weather in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. I think that that's uh, a change that did not, you know, did not feel this way when I was a kid. So that's something I'm concerned with. Yeah. You know, and global warming is, is, is something that's a very big issue. There is a point of no return that's being talked about and, and yet people are kind of going over it, not really spending a lot of time on it, which is very scary. And, you know, I hope to be a father someday. I know that you're a father. 
of of you know two little girls and a boy and and i know that you want there to be a world for them and and i want there to be a world for my future children as well that they can live in that's healthy and safe and good so with that being said enrico what is your first for me wow all right (laughs) um well i I guess i'll give you a three-part answer too um bring it as a marywood alum and a fan of sports yes what are three changes you would like to see within the Marywood Athletics Department that are within reason? I mean, you can't come in and tell me you're going to, you know, we're going to have a brand new dome building that's going to have all these different things. But go ahead. You, you give me your three things that you think are reasonable changes that uh, you'd like to see as an alum. Three things that I'd like to see as reason, re- reasonable changes to Marywood for athletics. Uh, I would like to, hmm, I would like to see... The addition of football. Okay. I think that, I, I mean, I'm happy that rugby came in, but I would like to see the addition of football. I, I think that, you know, being a being in this world uh, of sports, you know, since I was a little kid and then being a broadcaster for almost 17 years now, I know that, that football is, is a huge, uh, I, I mean, it can be a massive positive if used correctly. So I would like to see the institution of football uh, the another thing, a second thing that I would like to see is an expansion. Uh, I'd like to see a building that is dedicated. I know, I know that we have, you know, the one place that has, you know, uh, basketball that houses everything and whatnot. But I would like to see a, a, a uh, I'd like to see an expansion of the seating in the basketball arena. I would, I would definitely like to see some more seats i'd like to see an expansion of that because i've seen other d3 programs or in different parts of the northeast uh, close by to marywood so i would like to see some expansion of seating and a third thing that i'd like to see is and i don't know this you know obviously i don't know the ins and outs of this but i would like marywood university under the new athletic direction with a new athletics director that i'm looking forward to meeting i would love there to be a way to financially protect and and hold on to the coaches that that are important and vital because you are a growing a commodity there I, I and and there's been some you know awesome people that have come through the program that are still with the programs there at Marywood so I would like there to be more money in athletics the institution of football and an expanded seating and maybe overall experience for basketball Okay, I I think that's fair for for a guy that's not on the inside. That's pretty good. So oh. we'll uh, hopefully we'll get that message across. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I can say whatever I want. I own my company, so I can do whatever I want to to pitch this. I, so yeah, you're welcome. My uh, my second question for you, Mister Mastriani, is let's let's take a lighter approach here. If you could, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. If you could live in the world of any like sci-fi, fantasy, Marvel, DC, anything like that, if you could live in a world of any of those heroes or villains or whatnot, what world would you choose to live in and why? Wow, Dan, that's tough. That's such a good question. I, You know I'm a, a superhero guy and, and the yeah. Marvel DC universe. I, I'm conflicted on that because I used to be all gung-ho DC universe, but now the Marvel, you know, 
uptick that they've had now over the Avengers and all this. Um, Spider-Man is, is huge. Um, my son will be Spider-Man for Halloween, by the way. Uh, we watch Into the Spider-Verse probably five times a day. It's just on repeat in the house. I love it. And, and Sunflower is the new favorite song in our home. So Love it. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I would have to say, you know, it, it's probably... You know the Spider-Man, the multiverse. I okay. think I think that's where I would end up. You would end up in the in the in the Spider-Verse of it all. I like yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. Well, Enrico, I thought I I thought that I liked you and I thought we were friends, but now I now I think you might be family. And the second part of that is I already love your son. Your son is an amazing human being. So. Everything he said was right. He's Spider-Man. He's watching Spider-Verse. I just listened to Sunflower yesterday. I'm good with. When we ask him what his name is, he says Peter Parker. He's he's pretty committed to that. So, <laughs> well, you know, I, I know that you know being an Italian family, I'm sure you settled this all already. But if you ever need an extra godparent, I will I will godparent that child. <laughs> Tell you that much. That's a good kid right there. That's a that's a world changer right there. That's what he is. He understands what's good in the world. Yeah. So. He does. He gets it. If only some adults could think as smart as he does. <laughs> What what is your final one for me? All right, my final one is going to flip towards uh, Dan on Disney. I know you're an avid Disney goer and yes. uh, you know well versed in the in the certain functions of Disney. So yes, um, for this this past year, this past summer, I finally got a chance to take the family to Disney for the first time, which was awesome. We had a great trip, um, very memorable experience. But we did not stay on site on Disney. So I would ask you, if we had to stay on site as a family at Disney, what's the best resort to stay in? Is is money not an option, or are we looking at some value? What are you looking at? Let's be real. Let's just say uh, (laughs) we're not going to stay in the highest uh, falutin place, but we don't want to go on the low end somewhere in between. All right, and that, and you know what? Going back to the question that you asked me, once Marywood listens to my my plan, there we can send you to the Grand Floridian, and we will. So, so everybody's on notice; it's there now. So I uh, I would tell you to go to because they have suites and they have normal they have uh, regular rooms. I would say a great place to take the kids and to experience the art of animation, which is really what created Disney, right? Mickey created right. Disney, and uh, you know, Walt's creation of, of one character and that's branched out. And at the art of animation resort, they have this uh, amazing, amazing opportunity for you to live amongst the Lion King and finding Nemo and cars and all of that. So I would say to get a suite there and to stay there. I would also say for value pop century, which was one of the, you know, lower end resorts as far as price go. They redid all of their rooms inside and they have a pull down bed and they have all this crazy stuff. And the inside of it looks like a, looks like a moderate, more upscale resort. So that's the beauty of it. If, if you stay there and you go into the rooms, they've made so many renovations that it's really tremendous what they've done. And I am biased. The pull down bed has Pluto sleeping. It's a picture of Pluto and he's my favorite. So it's a, so I would say to do that, I would say Pop Century or Art of Animation. I would also say that your family and uh, and my people should go down and and open up this this Star Wars new hotel that's going to be on a ship. 
so oh, to speak. Wow. So I think I think we should do the Star Wars thing as well. We just missed the opening of Galaxy's Edge when we were down there, and uh, it opened up like three weeks later. So I think uh, you know that's on the on the forefront at some point in time. We'll have to go back down and experience that. So yeah, and I had the opportunity, uh, thanks to my my good buddy. Uh, to to go and open up Star Wars Galaxy's Edge 15 days before it opened to the public. So we got to ride it and, and buy stuff and do all the fun stuff before anything happened. The only sad part is because everything was new and nobody was allowed in yet, everything was no discount full price. So that was wow. fun. But but we got, we got a bunch of stuff. I got a BB-8 that I built myself that is Toronto Raptors colors. Okay. So. I'm I'm a very proud owner of a sports and entertainment thing in BB-8. So yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. And you know, the next time that the Mastriani family goes down there, make sure you call the right tour guide. Is all I'm gonna say. I will. Uh, yeah, I'm a little offended. I thought we were friends. You could have brought me on that trip with you to test out Galaxy's Edge. But he you know, only had one ticket. <laughs> <laughs> he did because my my because my action my girlfriend. So I'm I'm down there with the girl. And so her and I are with him, my buddy Evan, and we're, we're all talking. And then I said, you know, I really wanted to open up Galaxy's Edge. It kind of stinks. I tried to get tickets. I couldn't get them. And, and so Evan and I were talking about it in front of, in front of Kayla. And, uh, and he looked at me and he goes, can you come down next week? And I was just down there for eight days. Like this was during a long trip. And he goes, can you come down next Wednesday? And I looked at him and my head went, yeah. Yeah, like I don't care what I have going on. So he goes, well, I felt weird about talking to you about it because I couldn't get two people in. So just so you know, the girlfriend didn't come, Enrico. And with oh, wow. and with all honesty, you know, I've known you longer, so I'd probably invite you first. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sure, I'm sure that'll get you some hot water. No, That's I'm good. kidding. I'm kidding. She knows that I'm joking because you know what? And I can say that because I'm actually bringing her in the middle of November. I'm bringing her to Galaxy's Edge. So. There you go. Cool. So I can say whatever I want to say because I know I'm doing right by it. So with that being said, yeah, go ahead. Dan, humbly, if I could ask for one last uh, plea, if I could just put out there, uh, you know, that if anyone is interested, if they haven't registered yet for a tip-off dinner, um, you know, there is an online link through our alumni um, alumni, uh, page on our website, uh, marywood.edu. You can go and click on that and try to find that. Or... If, you, if you're interested, you can just email me, and I can send you the link. Um, my last name is, is my email address. It's M-A-S-T-R-O-I-A-N-N-I at marywood.edu. And uh, if that's for tickets or even raffle baskets. We're, we're doing a lot of giveaways, raffle prizes, things like that. Um, people have been reaching out and asking if we're accepting donations for it. Yes, absolutely we are. We're, we're open to raffle baskets. If companies want to get their name out there, uh, please contact me and I can tell you how to do that and and try to help promote your program as well. Awesome. And I am currently putting up the link right now on Facebook and Twitter. So you can also get that link on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT and on Twitter at Call DT. And that will bring you exactly where you need to go to sign up to be a part of the tip-off dinner and to come out and see Enrico, see Jen, see the teams, and, of course, uh, come out and see Deron Dickerson, hear his amazing story, and spend some time with me as well on site on location. So with that being said, Enrico, you're off my hot seat. I appreciate you tremendously, and uh, and honestly, I, I cannot thank you enough. I, I know I don't need an excuse like the tip-off dinner to come down and hang out with you, but I will take it, and I will see you this Saturday. 
I appreciate it, Dan. We're looking forward to seeing you. Thanks so much for everything. All right, you're welcome. And please tell your child. I mean, tell them all that they're amazing because I know they love. I know the girls love my dog and and all that stuff. <laughs> but but just you know, take your son aside and just just tell him he he knows what's good with the world right now. That's Absolutely, all. I will give him a pound when I see him later. All right, sure. yeah. Make sure that make sure you play sunflower on the way home. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Take care. Thanks, man. Thanks. Bye. That coming once again from Enrico Mastriani here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Always appreciate having Enrico on the show, and there's not enough things and a lot, not enough good things I could say about Enrico, honestly. So he's a, a tremendous human being. I'm so happy that Mary would hired him because you know that's how we met, and I consider him a brother. I really do. So I, I'm very honored and. Very thankful that I get to be there this Saturday. And I mean, we got a jam packed Saturday. I got the Syracuse game in the Carrier Dome here in Syracuse at noon. Right after that, at 4 p.m., we are going to be on site, on location for the BC Syracuse post game show with Syracuse alum Rob Drummond at the Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus. And then immediately after that, I am heading out and going to Marywood University. And so my day is all sports, all what I love to do, all life. And I'm spending it with two of my uh, wonderful friends in Rob Drummond and Enrico Mastriani. I couldn't be more thankful and, and more privileged to have the weekend that's about to come up.